please turn your Bibles to John chapter 1. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to take some time out from the epistles of John. And we're going to be looking at uh, the life of Jesus, basically, who Jesus is, what he gave up to come to this earth, so that we can appreciate his love and his sacrifice, and get an understanding about what Christmas is. You know, a lot of times we, it's, it's all about the trees and the decorations and getting it up by the 1st of December and, you know, whatever. And, um, we need to understand why. I think it's important rather than just have one time uh, at, at the Christmas service looking a little bit about Jesus and, and his birth. I want to actually look at Jesus. Amen. And that way we know what actually happened when he was born. Who was born? In that manger. Amen. Why do we sing all the songs that we sing? So we're going to begin our journey in the Gospel of John. In John chapter 1 and verse 1. When the Apostle John announces in the beginning. Sounds like Genesis, doesn't it? (laughs) So we read here again in Genesis. Excuse me. In John 1.1. We read in the beginning was the word. And the Word was, and that's throughout eternity, with God. And the Word was, can I add the word eternally, God. Amen? And verse 2, he says, the same was in the beginning. And the idea here now, see, we, when we read this, we read English. But if we were reading the original text, the sense that we would get is this. The same was in the beginning, face to face, in unity, harmony, and oneness with God. Does that help? Amen? And in fact, uh, one commentator says that this verse teaches that Christ's personality and deity were without beginning. So he didn't suddenly become God at some stage. He was always God. Amen? He is and was always God. And verse 3. See, again, why am I saying all this to you? Because this is what happened. This is why there were all these announcements. Why the angel Gabriel would come and say to Mary, something incredible is about to happen. (laughs) Do you understand that this individual that created all things is about to take on flesh? Is about to come down here. You're about to meet the creator of all things. Amen? So let's continue reading. And it says here, the same was in the beginning with God. And verse 3 says, all things were made by him. So if there was any question about what Jesus did, we are, we are told there that all things were made by Him. We always get the sense of, you know, all things were made by God the Father. You see, a lot of times what we do is we miss the point that there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So when it says in the beginning God created, we immediately think of the Father. Can I get an amen on that one? Okay, but now we get to see who the actual agent of creation was. Are you with me? Amen? See, this is the reason why when Jesus was down here and the, and the religious leaders were giving him lip. <laughs> okay? And at one stage, he stands up and he says, you know, he says there is one greater than the temple that stands before you, so to speak. And what he's saying is, you guys, you know, because they were, up, they were always upset with him. Because he never was religious. They wanted to be religious. And he wasn't. He was just very real about things. 
You know, he'd go eat with people that they wouldn't ever talk to. They'd in fact cross the street, walk on the other side if they saw any of these people. Jesus walks right up to them and starts a conversation. Woman at the well. Had a lot of husbands. And the one that she was living with wasn't, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, there was a, and you know, he, he was just associated with everybody. See, he wasn't religious. He just, he just wanted to talk to people. And while they were trying, you know, while religion was trying to keep itself clean. Hello. And not touch that unclean thing. Can I say just in that attitude, they're unclean? <laughs> you know, that's a sin. Because Jesus says, don't judge. God says, don't judge. Because the same way you judge, you'll be judged. So all of those Jews that were judging people and saying, well, you know, they're unclean. All of them were being judged back by God. How do I know this? Because we see that with the, with the woman um, that was taken in adultery. What Jesus did there at that point in time reflected on how God saw things. While they were looking down at her, and the question always is, where's the man? You know, uh, last time I looked, took two people to commit adultery. Anyway, all right. That's what was so wrong with it. But it's really interesting. You know, we see a real glimpse of how God looks at things in what Jesus did. When they were about to stone her, and they were judging her. Can I use that word? Okay. He turns around to them and says, all right. He says, the first one that is without sin, cast the first stone. It's really interesting, not one of them did. But you know what's even more interesting? He was without sin. He had a right, in, 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 you know, as far as the law was concerned, he could, but he didn't. Which tells us something, <laughs> okay? That God doesn't want you to throw rocks because he won't throw rocks. Amen? And so when he says, don't judge, it's not because he's saying, well, I want to be the only one to judge. He's saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that either. Why are you doing this? Amen. Anyway, let's get back to this. So we see again in verse 3, all things were made by him. And I love it. It says, and without him was not anything made that was made. That means that you are not going to find anything in any universe, in any corner of this universe, that doesn't say made by Jesus, so to speak. <laughs> okay? and there's not going to be one that suddenly turn over and says made by God the Father. And you go, what is this? <laughs> Who put this here? No. <laughs> okay? I, I need you to get a revelation here. You need to understand that the person that is living in you created everything. That's why he's able to give you dominion over everything because it's all his. Are you all with me? We are going to get this revelation when we get to heaven, but it's going to be too late when we get there. We're not going to need it there. We need it down here. Can you get amen on that? Now is the time we need to know that we have dominion over all of this stuff. What has happened? Sin came in and we lost that revelation. And the very thing that we were meant to be doing now is being done to us. We were meant to be subduing the earth. And today we see the earth basically subduing us. I'm just saying, man. Okay. Amen. All right. They call them acts of God. Okay. Now you all know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> it ain't. Well, not that God anyway. All right. 
Let me read something from the Full Life Study Bible. It says, John begins his gospel by calling Jesus the Word. That's a Greek word, Logos. In using this designation for Christ, John represents him as the personal Word of God and indicates that in these last days, God has spoken to us by His Son. That's in Hebrews 1, okay? Verses 1 through 3. The Scriptures declare that Jesus Christ is the manifold wisdom of God. Now, we could preach on all of this, okay, but I'm not today. And the perfect revelation of the nature and person of God. Just as a person's words reveal his heart and mind, Christ, as the Word, reveals the heart and mind of God. And can I add, God the Father. Interesting. See, this is why when Philip said, show us the Father, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Let me add something to that. Everything that Jesus did then reflected the Father. Everything that the religious people said that Jesus was doing that was against God, the Father, obviously wasn't. Whenever they went up against Jesus, they were actually going up against God the Father. While they thought they were defending the Father, they were actually going against Him. Every time they had an altercation with Jesus, they didn't realize that they were actually having an altercation with the Father. And that's the reason Jesus would say, you are of your father, the devil, not God. And he said, you are going to end up in, basically he said, you are going to end up in hell. You keep this up, that's where you're going to be. What does that tell us? We need to be careful that we don't become religious. Amen? It's okay to celebrate Christmas. It's okay to put up lights. We do. Okay, some people have issues with all kinds of things. Do you know that is religion in itself? (laughs) Do you know when you do something religiously, you're being religious? And when you fight against that, you're being religious? Well then, what kind of attitude must we have? Paul said it best. He said to the Jew, I'm a Jew. To the Greek, I'm a Greek. To the guy that eats pork, I'll eat pork. Can I say say that way? Okay. I'm not going to be one of those people, and I've seen people like this. I, I was, in fact, seated next to a person like this. I couldn't believe it. We're in a Christian conference, and they serve food. And, you know, there's no unclean thing. You just pray over everything, because you all don't know what all has happened before it got to you. So just pray, regardless, okay? So I prayed. This guy, no. Now, he's a minister and everything, and he pushes and says, take this away from me. I'm not kidding. Just rude as ever. I want to slap him. But anyway, that's been judging, so I don't want to judge. He, and, and then, so somebody comes up, you know, wait, uh, the waitress, they were really sweet, you know, came up and said, what's wrong, sir? Because I don't want to eat this. Oh, who put, the, you know, why'd you put this in front of me? He said, well, I'm sorry, is there something else you want? Yeah, of course I want something else. Why? Why be that way? Huh? This is the ministry of God. Seriously, that is the most religious person I have seen. Well, you know, one of Let's go that way. (laughs) I felt embarrassed. I'm wanting to say, I'm so sorry about this idiot and his behavior. I I don't know what it is. It's saying it's a Christian, but I don't know what's actually in there. Because God would never act this way. Hello. You you, you, You know, this is the reason why Jesus got mad with the religious people. Isn't it interesting? He didn't ever get mad with the sinners. 
Do you know why? They sinned and they knew they were sinners. They didn't try to hide it. The religious people said, oh, we're all this. But you know what he said? You are whitewashed tombstones full of dead men's bones. Do you understand? That was an unclean thing. Just as a person's words reveal his heart and mind again, Christ as the word reveals the heart and mind of God. That's what I was talking about. Okay. So what we see in Jesus Christ is God. But, and you know, if we are meant to be Christians and little Christs, then we need to be that way. We need to not be religious. We need to not be those people that are looking down, uh, you know, down our noses at other people. We should be the people that are always there with them, holding their hand and helping them back up without judging them. And even if they say, you know, I'm sorry, I know this is like the sixth time or the hundredth time that I've done. Who cares? That you're coming and you're repenting is all that matters. Do you understand? Don't ever dissuade somebody from that. Because while they're coming to you, they're being restored. And there is hope that they will grow stronger over time. Amen? But as soon as they stop doing that, then they've lost it. You've lost them. And they've lost the fight. So I never ever make people feel bad for coming to me for prayer 600 times over the same thing. I don't care. You're here. I'm here. Let's pray. You know, it takes more effort to judge. (laughs) you know because then you have to repent and everything because you're wrong i don't care how many reasons you have for being right you're wrong end of story hallelujah moving on okay (laughs) leon murray says that the word points to the truth and it is the very nature of god to reveal himself isn't that interesting it is the very nature of god to reveal himself which tells us something that so many people say, well, what happens if people have never heard of God? God is always revealing himself in some way or form through someone. You know, there is no such, unless you are the only person on an island with absolutely no contact, that will be the only time when in the natural God couldn't get to you. So you know what? He'd He'd show up in the spirit. The number of people that have had no contact and have... Detailed drawings of God and, and the Trinity and everything else. And they have had no contact with anybody else. See, that's what God does. If, if, you can't, you know, if He can't get to you through someone, He'll come personally. He'll say, hello, I'm God. <laughs> Sit down, let me talk to you. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> Do you know why? Because He did everything that was needed to get us out of going to hell and into heaven. Because we were tricked. We were deceived. Amen? Do you understand what deceived means? It means that you, are, you think you're doing the right thing. You all know when, <laughs> you know when, when you, it, it's like having one of those, you know, shady investments. And they say, oh, you can get back so much in just two years. You make your money back and more, you know, in one of those things. And, and you go ahead and you put money on that. And then it goes the other way. And then you try to sell it and nobody, everybody goes, oh, no, we know that's not a good investment. We don't want that. That's being deceived. You all know what I'm saying now? Okay, that's what happened. That's why God wants to restore us. Because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something. See, that's the difference between what the devil did and what we did. The devil knew what he was doing. There was no deception there. He willfully went against God. When he lost that fight, he comes down and then he deceives man into you know, going the same direction that he went. 
Which is why there was redemption for mankind, by the way. If we weren't deceived, I don't know what would have happened. We probably would have never sinned. Anyway, back to this. Because we're made in his image and his likeness. Amen? Amen. All right. <coughs> in his uh, commentary, Arkent Hughes says that the exact meaning is that the word was God in essence and character. He was God in every way. Though he was a separate person from God the Father, the, fra- the phrase perfectly preserves Jesus' separate identity while also stating that he is God. This was his continuing identity from all eternity. He was God constantly. Amen? All right. So what we see in just these three verses is that the Apostle John is letting us know that Jesus Christ is not just a good man or a prophet of God like John the Baptist was. Remember? There was a prophet of God, okay, named John. All right. They didn't have one. They had lots of other prophets. That, that this is the first one that was from God, by the way. Okay, but Jesus wasn't that either. He was God himself. Never created, eternally existent, greater than time, and the reason everything exists. Did you get all that? Okay. Jesus himself bears this out in John 17 and verse 5 when he says, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Isn't that interesting? Amen? So he had the same glory as the Father did. Amen? See, this is the reason why when Jesus comes to live inside of us, we have that same glory. So many people say, God will never share his glory to anybody. He doesn't need to. If he lives in you, that glory begins to shine through you. What do you think he's going to say? Oh, I'm going to come into Andrew, but I'm not going to bring my glory with me. Because I'm jealous and I'm like that. Everywhere he goes, he's glory. That's the, <laughs> that's the reason why, you know, in First John uh, chapter 1, we, we find that we need to come to the light. When we come to God, we come to the light. Do you know what that light is? It is glory. Amen. When God comes into us, what comes into us isn't just God, but all of his glory as well. Which is why the Apostle Paul had the revelation and said, Woo! We're going to be the glorious church. Amen. So we're all going to be like shining without having to live next to a nuclear plant. You know, <laughs> we'll shine the right way. Okay. And that's really, family, that's really what's going to separate us in time to come. Right now, we're still, you know, in these earthen vessels, so to speak. And that glory is still under a bushel, can I say? Okay, but there's going to come a time when what Jesus said is going to happen. We are going to start to shine, and we are going to be like that city on a hill. Remember when he said, you are the light of the world? Do you know he likened us to a city? Not a little lamp. There's that too, but that's not, you know, when he was talking about us being the light of the world, he said, you are like a city set on a hill. What does a city do? It gives out a lot of light. Amen? You know, especially when you, when you go up to a, one of those places where you look down on a city, you can just see all this light. Amen? In the old days, they used to have those up, you know, a city on a hill would, remember they didn't have street lamps. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay, that city on a hill would give light to, to travelers. And today, there are so many people 
can I say this, that are traveling in darkness. And we need to be that city on a hill that gives them light. And allows them to see where they're going. Amen? And be that hope that they need us to be. Because of the hope that lives in us. Hallelujah. Therefore, according to John, nothing higher can be said about the word. And nothing less than God will do for our understanding of the word. Especially since verse 3 said that all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. That means everything owes its existence to him. And that's why the Apostle Paul says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16, For by him, Colossians 1, 16, For by him were all things created. And watch, it then goes into cl- clarify. It says, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Do you understand what that is saying? First of all, he's saying, listen, first you need to understand that everything that we see in creation was Him. He's the one that created it all. Also, everything that you don't see (laughs) was created by Him. Also, everything that has a position anywhere was created by Him. Listen, he's going somewhere with this. So he's saying... You know, because remember that the Apostle Paul talks about principalities and powers and rulers and all of those things in Ephesians 6 that have been set against us. Now he tells us all of those things were created by him in understanding that now if he created them and he lives in you, then you have dominion over them. No matter how powerful they are, the person that created them lives in you. And they're not there by his, you know, his permission. They got there because they tricked man. Do you understand? So they're in a place where they should not be. But what he wants to tell us is that, listen, everything that everybody is running away from, don't. Because they're all the creations of the person that lives in you. And he can... Remember every time he had an altercation with an evil spirit. What was the thing that it said? They, ran, they, you know, they were running screaming in the other direction. Seriously, they never hung around and said, well, try to get rid of us. Let's see. Pray for six hours. Get us to blow in a paper bag. No, <laughs> the stuff that people used to do to, to get devils out. It was ridiculous. Uh, it really funny stuff. Okay, none of that. He didn't do any of that stuff. He would just basically look at them and say, get out. All things were created by him and for him. That's why they said, have you come to destroy us? People have always asked me, can, can evil spirits be destroyed? Yes, by the Creator. It's like, I made you. I can get rid of you. <laughs> you know, seriously. You know, whenever, whenever they saw him, they thought, oh my God. You know, they wouldn't say God, but you know. All right. That was doomed for them. Whenever they see you, it should be the same thing. And if it isn't, then we need to ask ourselves, how can we get to a place where we are that? Amen? Because not only does that then freak the devil out, it also brings hope to people. It's a funny thing when you have that, people sense that. You know, and they they just want to be around you. Because they know they're safe and there's something around you that keeps them safe. Remember how Peter, as he was walking, people were getting healed? 
There wasn't any shadow. You all know that, right? Okay, because it was a vicinity. That, was, that glory and that power was just flowing out of him. And anything in that vicinity was getting healed. That's what you do. When you walk, there is an, a vicinity around you. You carry the presence of God wherever you go. And people just feel that. Do you hear what I'm saying now? Amen? Don't ever underestimate that. And let me continue and let me finish here. So he says, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. See, why is that important? That's important because, see, if, he, if all things were created by him, but not necessarily for him, then they could do whatever they want and get away with it. Okay, but if they were created by him and for him, then if they got out of line, if if something doesn't work in your house, you bought it. It doesn't work. You throw it out. You don't have an argument with it. You know, your microwave stops working. It doesn't say I'm not working for you today. Just forget about it. You know what you look at it and say, I'm replacing you. Go, I'm still replacing you. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know what I'm trying to say here. If 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 things are for, if things are for you and they don't do what they're meant to do for you, you get rid of them. You put them down. So whenever something comes up against you, all things were created by him. Anything that is in this world, anything that is in the spirit realm, anything that gets out of place, anything that tries to usurp its, its authority over you and says, who are you? You say, I'll tell you who I am. You know what? It's not who I am, it's whose I am. Huh? I'm one of his kids. You want to do this? You really want to do this? Because I'm going to bring the pain, you know, like the wrestling. <laughs> I'm going to bring it, you know. <laughs> okay. And we should. That's why we use the sword of the Spirit. One of the ways that you can use that sword is to remind the devil how he failed, how he fell, how he has nothing, how you are now a child of God restored back to that place, how now all things belong to you, how now you are an heir and he has nothing and you have everything. You want to stay here a bit longer? I can give you more. <laughs> that's how he used the sword and take him down he doesn't want to hear everything he lost it's an embarrassment to him and if he stays just say oh you're still here let's keep going then and when you took Jesus down there how stupid that was a bad stupid move you took him down there three days three nights and then what happened what happened God starts counting backwards you know he goes like ten, nine, eight, seven, and suddenly there's glory in hell as Jesus became God again. And then whipped you all over for everybody to see. <laughs> all of the demons that you said, there's nobody bigger than me. I'm all that. Is just dragged on the floor. Just wiped the floor with him. <laughs> Lifted him up and said, you really want to go after this thing? How stupid are all of you? <laughs> and then left. You know, you pretty much, that, that pretty much does it. Because that was the most embarrassing time of his life. Thought he would never recover from that. But you know what? He fooled everybody. 
and he started getting pe people thinking about evolution and God doesn't exist because that's the only thing that he could do to get us out of a place of power, authority, where we would just literally just take him out every, every opportunity we got. Amen? And let me just say this, what was true will always be true, regardless of the lies. Amen? And that's who lives in you. That's whose birthday we celebrate. That's what started all of that. He decided to come down here. Amen? So like I said, we're going to take a couple of weeks. We're going to look at this. And I pray that it will really bless you and help you to understand why this is such a special time of the year for us. Amen? That God took on flesh, came down here so that he could make a difference in all of our lives. Hallelujah. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for the